Good evening and welcome back to our continued learning of Hilcha Shabbos as a schus for all of Klai Yisrael, and specifically those in Eretz Yisrael, those that were never chnifter already, those that are still sick, those that are still held hostage, Hashem should send Rafuas, Yeshuas, and Achamos, and we should all be zeichet to be makabal p'nei Mashiach b'meheira. Last week we finished off with the halachas of Lechem Mishnah, discussing washing one's hands, chatzitzas, how to, how to cut the bread, how to distribute the bread. We're going to go on this week to discuss the actual sudas, the meals that one eats on Shabbos. Now it's obvious that one needs to treat Shabbos in a way that's greater than any meal that he eats during the week. And one needs to make sure that Shabbos is treated in a way that, that it deserves, that the food is proper, the food is tasty, the food is at a higher standard. But what exactly needs to be eaten during those sudas? Does it need to be fleshy? Can it be milky? Do I need fish? Do I need soup? What exactly needs to be eaten in order for, to fulfill one's obligations? The Ramah brings down that an important thing to have by every Shabbos of every one of the sudas Shabbos is to have something hot. And the reason is very simple. There were those that did not believe in Torah Shabbat They only believed in the literal Torah as it was written without the explanation of the Rabbanim. And therefore they explained that when the Pasuk says, you cannot light a fire. They explained that that does not just mean you cannot light a fire on Shabbos, but you could also not have a fire lit in your house on Shabbos, even if it was lit before Shabbos. And therefore, they only ate cold food. They had no flames in their homes. They had no candles lit on their homes. They lived in a cold, dark Shabbos. And therefore, in order to prove that we believe in the way that Chachamim explained the Pasuk, that all it means is that one is not allowed to light a fire on Shabbos, but one can have a fire lit in their home before Shabbos, where a makbah to make sure that we eat something hot, by all of the meals. The Mishabur does bring down that if it's difficult to eat something hot, if a person has a hard time digesting something hot, one can eat something cold because this does not mean that one does not believe in the Chachamim. It's just because of physical challenges that do not allow somebody to eat something hot. But the preferable thing is to eat something hot or at least drink something hot. Even taking a hot drink, a hot coffee or a hot tea from the urn and the urn is on a flame that's been on the whole Shabbos. If the urn is plugged in, that's something that those that do not believe in the Rabbanan would never allow either and therefore either a hot food or a hot drink is preferable to have by all the Sudhis of Shabbos. In addition, Mishabur brings down that a person should eat at least two cooked dishes by the Sudhis on Shabbos. Now the Paiskim explain that this doesn't mean specifically two. All the Mishabura means to say is one more than a person has during the week. If during the week a person has a three-course meal, on Shabbos a person should have four courses or at least four cooked dishes. If during the week a person has two cooked dishes, on Shabbos they should have three, ensuring that Shabbos is treated in a way that's more chashav, more respectable than the meals that one eats during the week, adding an extra tafshal, an extra cooked item to the meals on Shabbos than one normally has during the week. This only applies to the Suda Friday night and Shabbos day. But Shal this one does not need to eat cooked items. One can be yotzeh, as we'll see later, which has bread. One does not need to eat two cooked items. In addition, the Meshavur brings down that if Shabbos falls out on Rosh Chodesh, one should add an additional cooked item to the items that he normally has on Shabbos. If on Shabbos a person normally has three cooked dishes, let's say a main dish and two side dishes, they should add another side dish or another main dish, something in addition to show the Chashivas that it's not just a regular Shabbos, but this is a Shabbos that has the extra special day of Rosh Chodesh attached to it. Both the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, when discussing the proper menu to have at the meals of Shabbos, both make a point to speak out that one should have meat and wine at the meal. Now, they're not just referring to the wine that one drinks by Kiddush, but rather during the meal itself, one should ensure that one drinks wine. However, the place can speak out that this is not Avdafka, and one does not need to specifically have meat and wine. The halachas of Shabbos are different than the halachas of Yantif. On Yantif, there is halacha that one needs to have simcha, one needs to have joy, 
And Chazal translate joy as basr and yayin, as mead and wine. However, when it comes to Shabbos, there is no specific obligation of joy, rather it's pleasure. But Karasala Shabbos, Oynig, one has to have Oynig Shabbos rather than Simcha Shabbos. And therefore, one needs to have something which is respectable, something which is chashav, but it does not specifically need to be meat or wine. And therefore, the Paiskim speak out that although these are the prime examples that one would normally pick as something to make it a respectable meal, if one for some reason it's difficult for them to eat meat or one has chosen not to eat meat, one does not need to eat meat, not, to, not need to eat bus by the Sudas of Shabbos, and one can technically remain parev or even eat milk. However, the Paiskim do speak out that obviously all of the foods that we eat on Shabbos, especially the foods that have been passed down for generations, have tremendous Sudas secrets that are attached to it as well. And therefore, one should think twice and one should perhaps look into it, perhaps talk it over with their rub before simply changing the menu on Shabbos from something fleshik to something milchik, from fleshik to parev, or even changing the types of foods that we eat on Shabbos because the foods that we have are not just traditional foods, but they're also foods which have many, many deep meanings attached to them. And therefore, one should try as much as possible to be careful to follow in the footsteps of their parents and grandparents and eat the similar foods to the foods that our grandparents ate, which means fish, chicken, soup, meat, the typical foods that our grandparents ate on Shabbos, those are the foods that one should eat. But again, it's not an obligation to have meat, and it's not an obligation to have wine, aside from the wine or grape juice by Kiddush, it's not an obligation to have wine or meat during the meal itself, although it is the preferred thing by most Paiskim, it is not something which is a hard obligation, and if it's difficult, or one has chosen not to eat meat or drink wine, one would be able to be Yitzhah 100% or Suda of Shabbos, even without eating meat or drinking wine. The third and final item we're going to discuss on the menu for the Shabbos Sudas is fish. The Mishabur brings down that one should attempt to eat fish by all three meals. Unlike the previous halacha that we mentioned of meat and wine, which according to many Paiskim only applies to Friday night and Shabbos day, when it comes to fish, the Mishabur says one should try to eat fish by all three of the meals. Now there are some Paiskim, we do not Paiskim like this, but there are some Paiskim that hold that the mitzvah to eat fish is a mitzvah the eraisa. Now, although we don't paskin like this, it gives us some understanding and how important it is for one to try to eat fish. Now, the simplest reason why one should attempt to eat fish is because fish is a delicacy. Fish adds importance and, and, and makes the suda a greater suda by having something as chashev as fish. But in addition to that reason, the, the svarim bring down, the paiskim bring down, the mekobolim bring down, that there are many reasons based on soy, based on the secrets of Torah, why exactly one should eat fish by all three of the meals on Shabbos. Some of them are, and again, there are, this is a much longer discussion, but some of the reasons are the fish were the only animal that did not need to enter into the teva when the mabal took place. The fish were totally unharmed and untouched by the mabal. Rather, as the Medrash tells us, all of the fish swam to Eretz Yisrael and they were untouched by the mabal. Fish live underneath the surface. Fish do not have an ayinahar on them. Yosef Atzadik was compared to a fish. He should multiply and have as many children as fish Fish also have what the Zerah Kaddish calls an Eina Pekicha, an eye that is constantly open, open, referencing the Hashgacha that we want to have, that the Rabban Hashem should have on us, that his eye should, so to speak, always be on us. Fish also are going to be served in the Suda of the Asad Lavai, that is going to be the Lavyasa is going to be served to Tzadikim, and therefore one should attempt as much as possible to eat fish by all three of the Sudas of Shabbos. However, again, as we said in the previous halacha, if one does not enjoy fish, if the taste of fish does not sit well with somebody, one does not need to force himself to eat fish, as the whole idea of the Shabbos Sudas are supposed to be an oinig, a pleasure, and therefore, if you're going to eat something which is not pleasurable, that a person does not enjoy, that is going to take away from the oinig Shabbos, as opposed to adding to the oinig Shabbos, and therefore, one should definitely not eat fish if they don't like it. However, as 
there are many, many types of fish and many varieties of fish that one could have. One should definitely attempt to do it. The Bishabura says to eat fish by all three of the Sudas of Shabbos. Have a great Shabbos and I'm going to continue with more halachas next week.